Welcome to Harvey County Talk, a program brought to you by Harvey County Digital. Harvey County Talk, where everything we talk about is the only thing you want to know about local matters that matter. I am your host, Lance Gormley. Our sponsor for this episode is Hall's Tree Service. Hall's Tree Service is locally owned and operated, and it has been exceeding and surpassing customer demands in Newton and the surrounding area for over 40 years. Larry and his crew are guaranteed to work hard for you. Remember, there's no tree too tall, no job too small. Call Halls at 316-772-1919. Our guest for this episode is Kansas House 72nd District Representative Avery Anderson. Avery was born and raised in Newton, Kansas. He attended Newton Public Schools, graduating in 2015. Avery later went on to become a Jayhawker, graduating from the University of Kansas in 2019 with a bachelor's in political science. This is a man after my own heart. That's right. <laughs> Uh, after graduation, Avery moved back to Newton, shortly thereafter filing and running to represent the people of the 72nd District. Avery was elected in November 2020 and took office in January 2021. Welcome to the program, Avery, and yeah, thanks okay. for coming on. Thanks for having me, Lance. All right, I, I just got to say this right away. Uh, I, I, when I initially talked to you and, and, and you know, asked you to come on the program, uh, we, we had a conversation about, uh, you know, you're were, you were kind of apprehensive because there had been some other people uh, that had asked you to come on a program and talk yeah. with them. And I was like, come on, Avery, you know, you got to show some love to your Harvey County people here, you know. And so we had a discussion about it. And uh, I just want to say for those listening and know who John Whitmer in Wichita is, Avery had an opportunity to go on John's show, and he decided to come on mine first. So he is free now to go and have many, many interviews with John, and that would be great, and we hope that he does. <laughs> That's right. I'll, I'll definitely be getting a call from John now. <laughs> yeah, no, Absolutely. I'm sorry. I just have to. I know, I know John, and, and uh, it's just kind of a teasing thing. Uh, he, he has a, a really big program. He does. You know, John's and great. A huge following. So, uh, you know, for us small town guys, I appreciate that, Avery. I do. Um. So just, just kind of unpacking Avery a little bit. Uh, you're a Newton native, so you were what? Born in Newton. Born and raised. Born and yep. raised in Newton. Yes, okay. And then um, uh, just uh, where did you, for, for Newton people, where did you go to elementary school at? Yeah. Uh, so I went to Northridge Elementary. Cool. Um, and then went to Santa Fe. And uh, I was kind of the part where uh, they switched up um, 6th, 7th at Santa Fe and then moved us over uh, to Chisholm in 8th okay. grade. And so I was... Uh, there during the switchover, so went to Chisholm during eighth grade, and then uh, obviously our, our one Newton High School. Yeah, bet that's awesome. So Railer through and through. Yeah, Railer right. through and through. Okay, um, I I've never asked you this or whatever, but what did, when you were in high school, did you do any like extracurricular programs? Stuff? Did you play basketball, football? Yeah. Um, so played basketball and played golf. Okay, cool. Um, yep. So I I enjoyed it. Uh, played basketball just freshman year, but then played golf all the way through. Um, loved it. Thought about playing in college, um, but uh, just, just went to school. Yeah. Still playing golf? Yep. Okay. Did you, uh, surely when you were at college, you played golf? You just didn't compete. Correct. Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I was going to exactly. say you didn't give it up or anything. No, no. no. It's... Okay. Um, so you're in high school, uh, you're getting ready to graduate. You got options. So you could say you want to, you know, go be K State, Wichita State. I'm, sh yep. I'm sure you had some options where yep. you wanted to go. Why, why specifically did you want to be a Jayhawker? Yeah. I, I, I think uh, since diapers, I grew up a KU fan. Okay. Um, and so I, you know, watching KU basketball and, and even football growing up. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. And uh, that's kind of, if I didn't play golf in college, I knew that's where I was going to end up. Cool. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. No. Uh, so did your, is your alumni? 
Uh, yeah, I've been into your your grandpa's place, yep. and he has a lot of KU stuff. Yep. Was he a KU so alumni too? So my grandpa did. Uh, he did go to KU. Cool. My dad was Wichita State. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. Shockers. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, divided household. That's right. Divided household. But that's cool. So you followed in your grandpa's footsteps. Absolutely. Yeah. He was probably proud of that. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah. He was. So uh, uh, while there, any notable things? Like uh, what was uh, what's something about KU that that uh, that you really enjoyed? Um, well. I, Touched on it briefly, but uh, big KU basketball fan, okay. and uh, I, yeah, I think I missed uh, three games in four years there. So uh, very cool. W- went to a lot of games there, but um, no, I mean the campus is beautiful. Um, I, I, the political science program is is great there, and uh, I absolutely loved KU. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so, yes, moving on. After college. Right, you graduated. Okay, did you did you think about going on to get further education at that time, or were you just kind of set on oh, I need to go home and take a little bit of a break, or what? Yeah, so uh, absolutely um, thought about going to law school. Um, okay. So I, uh, when I graduated, I actually went to Washington D.C. and uh, interned for Senator Roberts, and it was kind of a post graduation internship. Um, and when I came back, I actually planned on um, going to law school, and then jumped into running for office instead opportunity presented itself that's what happens sometimes we have our mind going in one direction and something changes uh so you get back um of course during that time that would have been really close to well when the election was right so so then you're looking at it and and i know the consensus was in the community at the time that there was a lot of um disenfranchisement maybe with the current or the sitting representative at that time and so uh, I know even myself included with that I think a lot of people had that consensus and that's why you were elected but uh, with all that being said uh, so so you you, you get back and you're you're looking at this as an option what made you decide to finally drop the hammer yeah um like you said, definitely, uh, I, I don't think that our representative at the time was representing the district um, the way it uh, it deserved or should have been represented, um, and so we needed a switch, um, and it was a four-way primary, yeah. obviously, uh, and so I, I think we had good conservatives in the race, um, and I thought, uh, you know, go out and talk to as many folks as possible, and uh, and uh, I, I, I thought that our, our past representative was beatable. Yeah. Um, and uh, I jumped in and, and knocked on a lot of doors and talked to folks, and it worked out. Yeah, yeah, and that was really good. Um, I was very, uh, in the end, very glad, yeah. you know, to see you be successful. Well, thank honestly. you. Absolutely. Um, so most people, I'm not going to say this rule of thumb, but in a lot of ways when you're running for election, uh, a primary is a completely different election i mean oh, yeah. you're running two full-on full-out elections yep. back to back so so you you um are there on primary you know you did your your due diligence mm-hmm. you knocked on the doors you made contact with people you expressed your viewpoints and hoped that would resonate with the voters yep. so you're there on primary night you're mm-hmm. looking at at what's going on how what put, put me in avery's state of mind right then yeah um i i felt like it would be close i definitely didn't go into it uh hundred percent thinking that I was going to walk away with it. Um, I, I knew it was it was going to be a close one. Um, but uh, yeah, as the results came in, it was it was obviously a very fun night um, yeah. towards the end. Um, but uh, then right when that was over, it's uh, get back to work um, to do the the real job of, of beating the 
Democrat incumbent, and that's why we all got in the primary in the first place. Yeah, uh, mentioning that, you know, you say uh, on the primary night. Uh, I don't know very many uh, primaries where you have four candidates running, so it's kind of hard to like when you're strategizing. How do you cut that cookie? Yeah, exactly. you know, it's like you don't have one person. Right. You have three different people that in a primary you're running against. Is do you think, in just your opinion, does that change some of the dynamics of what can happen in a primary? Absolutely. Um, I think our four-way primary was the only four-way um, that cycle um, we had the largest and yeah you, you definitely have to look at it differently you have to you have to look at everybody who's in the race and um, and and talk to folks differently yeah. um, that way because uh, they just have so many choices and yeah. uh, you, you know you, you've got to tell them why you're the best candidate yeah 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 and that's good and um, that's challenging it in is. and of itself especially when we're coming from a situation I know uh, at that time it was uh, because there was a lot of people that had trusted that representative yeah. and there was um, some letting down that took place. People were kind of just wanting to make sure that if you came to their door and you told them what you told them, that they, you were being honest, yep. that you were genuine right. and that you would do what you said you were going to do, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, okay. So then we flip it around. Now, you know, you have this, uh, I, I won, but you know, you kind of went into it knowing that regardless, you're going to have a primary and then you're going to have a general. Right. But when you're talking about moving in now from, okay, I just, I was successful here, but I've got to move into to trying to unseat this current incumbent, which is very, very, very difficult to do yeah. in any stretch, any stretch of imagination. Um, what was it like right after that? I mean, was it you hit the ground running? <clears throat> yeah, uh, there was no time off, definitely. Um, when you move into a general, um, then you get the backing of the state party um, and, you know, the, the leadership in the Kansas House. And so there's a lot more conversations at that point. I, I think during the primary, especially a four-way, um, you're more on your own um, and, and the party doesn't get behind you until they know that, that you're their guy. Um, so, yeah, it, it was that next day when um, the phone starts ringing and, and uh, you realize, okay, it's time to get, get down to business and uh, we're here to, to get rid of the Democrat. Yeah. Um, so when you're when you were running for, uh, you know, going out there and knocking on doors and I'm going to say not so much a primary, but when you started moving into the general and you started making contact with people, what did, did you ever have any negative experiences while doing that sure. where you were just like, wow, whoa, hey, uh, you know, or I mean, it can't all be peachy keen. No, no you know, so. Uh, yeah, there's uh well, I, I know you've knocked on many doors yourself, yep. um, but uh, yeah, doors are slammed on you. Um, people tell you to get off the property and uh, you just be respectful yeah. and uh, and that's all you can do. Move on to the next one. You know, in, in a house district, there's 23,000 people. So one person tells you that you uh, put a smile on your face and move on. Do you think uh, you confronted that a lot? Um, no, I, I, you know, I think our district and, and Kansas as a whole, I, I mean, I think we're respectful people. Um, so, but uh, Politics in today's day and age has has just gotten so divided that uh, it happens. Um, but but no, I, I as a whole, um, I think most people are respectful, regardless of party. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, social media. Would That's you say the same story. thing about That's social media? Story. Yeah, when you're when you're on somebody's doorstep, um, I, I think they tend to be more respectful. When uh, when they're at the laptop, um, it's different. Yeah, um, the Facebook comments. I I had to fend some of my family members off and say, hey, just don't look at them. Yeah. Um, it doesn't bother me. But, uh, but yeah, some, some people, uh, they get behind the screen and, and say some things. They go low. Yep. They go low. Yep. Um, 
do you do you find yourself just as an individual just trying to kind of get down to the character Avery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you're confronted with a situation like that, do you do you feel um, any need to try to um, engage or try to create some dialogue with with people like that? Yeah, um, no, I, I I try not to. I, I don't think you're ever going to win it on social okay. media um, if they're coming at you. Um, as negative as some folks do, um, you're probably not going to win their vote or even um, have them respect you at the end of the day. So uh, I, I try to just not uh, try not to engage to certain folks. Yeah. 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 And it's sad because I know this. I, I've many times looked back and thought, well, if I never would have tried to serve my community mm-hmm. and put myself out there in a way that 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 uh, and I'm sure this is the same with you. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't be incurring all that. Right. Nobody'd be doing that to you. Nobody'd be even really worried too much about what Avery's got going on until all of a sudden Avery steps up into a leadership position and then it's like yep. some people just are interesting. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And and you know if if those folks that uh, that make up fake names on the internet and, and post comments. Uh, if they call my cell phone, it's it's public. Um, I'll have a chat with them, and and uh, they can email me and come meet with uh, me. But uh, yeah, no, on Facebook, I try not to engage. Yeah, yeah, I try to be respectful and polite as yep. much as I can, especially when people are going for low, low blows. Yep. Um, so the general election was somewhat different. Um, because that was during the COVID pandemic. Yeah, so can, can you kind of explain what obstacles you felt that you experienced because of that? Yeah. Um, so I think at a local election, um, like I said, 23,000 folks in the district, the number one way to get out and, and tell people why you're the best candidate and you should represent them is knocking on the door. Um, and that made it difficult with COVID, um, but still went out, you know, ring the doorbell, take five or six steps back and uh, just if, if they have an issue with it, move on. But uh, most people, as long as you were, you know, distanced, um, you could still have a conversation, but it did make it more difficult. Um, you know, you, you wear masks and uh, you, you, you just give the precautions. So if, if those folks, um, you know, felt like you didn't want to overstep your boundary with yeah. some people. You're trying to respect them. Exactly. For, for all intents and purposes, you're showing them that you're respected. Yep. Um, so then take me back to election night, right? You, you've, uh, you're doing this the second time around. Yep. Okay. And, uh, and you've done everything you can. You've knocked on all the doors. Uh, it's that day you're at that point where nothing else you can do. You yep. know, you're grappling with yourself type mm-hmm. thing. What, what was in your head? Yeah. Um, once again, it was sort of like the primary. I, I, I didn't go into it feeling like, okay, we've got this hundred percent. I felt good. Um, I, I had um, seen some polling right before, and um, it looked positive. It was it was a coin flip, which to me, if you're running against an incumbent, you're in a coin flip race. I think that's positive. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, I think at the end of the day, uh, the f- folks of of Newton and, and Harvey County just felt like it was time for a change, and uh, we saw that on election night. Well, you're not the youngest representative. You're like the second youngest representative, right? We'll be the youngest come January. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the one younger than uh, than me lost in the primary this okay. cycle. Okay. I'll keep my political. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you get to be the the representative that's the youngest Kansas state representative yep. serving. Um, were you the youngest elected? I tried to look mm-hmm. on some data, man, and I and mm-hmm. I and I hate to say it, but yeah. Uh, 
No. Yeah, that's all revolving. Yeah. yeah so uh, Representative Coleman out of Wyandotte um, was younger than, than okay. I was. So you're the second. Young. So yeah. you're the youngest Republican then. Youngest Republican. Okay. Yes. And he would be the youngest Democrat. Correct. And you didn't have a challenger and he got unseated. He did. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to clarify yep. that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So um, once you're there, I mean, I was there. You had a pretty good showing of yeah. people there on your, you know, for your watch party. So there was a lot of people there, right. you know, supporting you. And, yep. and uh, uh, I remember saying, you know, I hope you win because obviously it's not immediate. You don't know. You, you look at it yep. and it's looking good, right? So uh, I, you know, um, I remember just thinking as I left there, man, I bet Avery has. Uh, lot on his mind right oh, yeah. now and so take me to that okay you're, you're there and you're watching that first bolt comes out it looks good still don't know i mean is there any kind of like i mean are you about ready just to yeah, <laughs> fall it's, out it's, you know all these people are here they're watching me if i if i oh, lose yeah. everybody's here you Absolutely. know <laughs> um yeah so it being my first race outside of the primary um yeah i didn't know what to expect and so when the first dump came in uh and it's typically how it goes with advanced ballots and mail. Uh, you know, we were down, um, and it slowly trickled away um, and and worked out at the end of the night. But but yeah, it, it was it was a stressful one for sure. But uh, by the end, it, it was great. We had um, a lot of folks there, and uh, it, it was a blast. Yeah, because after that, if I remember, after that first came in, you know, yep. it was early early in uh, ma mail in ballots. I think is what mm -hmm. a lot of more. Um, then those. Uh, that second time around, it was pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah. I mean, when that second bump came, it's like, oh yep. man, uh, that's probably not gonna, right. you know. Yeah. Election day voting was, was big, uh, big that cycle and, uh, it, it favored Republicans heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So you get elected the next day. Did anything change? <laughs> no. <laughs> the uh, next day after. Yeah. My phone <laughs> rang a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, outside of that, um, then it was, uh, start talking to, other elected um, officials at the state level and and try to prepare. Uh, we had leadership elections a uh, month after that, and so uh, you start talking to folks running for leadership, and um, and then you know a few weeks after that you're you're going and hitting the road running, and uh, so yeah, it was. It, it's kind of like drinking through a fire hose, is what everyone says. Yep. You have a lot to learn, and that is the truth. Yeah, that is a true it statement. Um, so you're you're there. I I think the first first day of session mm -hmm. right you go in there and everybody's there and then they sing home on the range yeah right right that's a pretty surreal experience yeah yeah um it it, it was it was a blast walking in the house chamber so the night before session started uh i walked around the capitol uh with my family and kind of looked around walked in the house chamber and yeah it was uh it, it was it was very neat um and then when you're there um on the first day you get sworn in and yep. yeah it was uh it was it was surreal surreal yeah that's a good word for that yeah I'm, I'm, that's cool that's cool you got pictures yeah. and all oh, that absolutely. yeah good 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 um so you you get there you're drinking out of the fire hose and um just can i know it's probably something that happened real fast but can you kind of explain how it came about to, for you to understand what's its typical duties sure. are. I mean, you get there, you, you know, you, you kind of know what you're supposed to do, but what's the typical day look like right. for a representative? Yeah. So I interned, um, there in college, uh, and I thought going into it that I had a little idea of, of how Topeka worked because I interned there. Um, I didn't, 
you, you get there and it's uh, it's completely different sitting on the other side. Um, but yeah, the, the day starts 8 a.m. We, we have our um, caucus meeting or, or Republican meeting and talk about what's going on, um, what, what bills are coming across the floor. And, and then you have your committee hearing start at 9, 9.30 and um, committees all day uh, and you go to the floor um, in the middle. So yeah, it's, it's a busy day. You, you meet with constituents, you meet with lobbyists, uh, it's, and then uh, get ready for the next day. And uh, you know, there's 1300 bills introduced and um, there's, there's a lot to track. Okay. So breaking that down a bit, you said committee hearings, yep. you go to committee hearings. So how, how, uh, like uh, for somebody that might not know a committee is what, and then, um, like, are you on one or yeah. how, how does that just kind of explain that? Sure. Um, so most legislators in the house are on uh, three or four committees and, um, they, yeah, it's split up between Republicans, Democrats, uh, and we, we I have a 9 a.m., um, a one, a three. And, uh, so yeah, you just go to multiple committees a day. Um, that's where folks can come up from, the district around the state of Kansas um, and and testify and that that's where the legislation begins uh, it passes out of the committee and then comes to the house chamber um, and then it goes to the goes to the senate and they run it through their committee and uh, then it goes to the governor okay when you say committee um, it's broken down into multiple committees so what committee are you on yep so i sit on uh, commerce and labor energy and utilities financial institutions, and general government budget. Um, so, yep, they, uh, we have uh, a few budget subcommittees that uh, they're a subcommittee for appropriations, um, which is the, the almighty, uh, you know, the, the, the tax committee. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, that, that's, that's where you, all the budgets are held there. Um, and then the other committees are policy committees. And um, like Commerce Committee deals with uh, Kansas businesses and, um, I, I said on energy and utilities and uh, that, you know, uh, Evergy and, and all the utility companies and uh, they they're always uh, coming in and testifying and, and wanting what's best for for their company. Yeah. Or and then people that likewise, I mean, it's Absolutely. open, right? So so if if uh, so if a, a bill comes forth and it has something to do with energy, yep. then it goes to your committee. Correct. And then so they break all of these uh, possible legislative bills down into different categories yep. and whatever category that is goes to the committee. Correct. Yeah. So the Much speaker. So. Yeah. The speaker uh, sends the bills where where he believes uh, they they best fit. OK. Yeah. OK. And then once you um, do that within that committee, mm -hmm. how does the bill make it from your committee to the floor? Right. Of the house yep so it just passes out simple majority okay um, and uh, and then it, it goes to the the floor of the house where the entire body votes on it okay so if someone were to say if I was if I was to say Avery you know I really think that um, I'd like something to be done different with a criminal justice system yep okay uh, even though you're my representative and I call you about that would that be a situation where you would just refer me to someone else or um, yeah so if I can help you with the question I'll absolutely awesome. attempt to but uh, but yeah um, there there's a criminal justice committee um, chaired by representative Owens okay. um, next door and uh, and so he does a phenomenal job with that and um, if if he it's up to the next speaker which um, 
should be Dan Hawkins, um, and he'll he'll choose the, the next chairs. And so we'll see if Representative Owens keeps that or or does something else. Okay. But uh, yeah, at the time, um, probably refer you to that chairman, and uh, and he can help you out. Okay, so. You're on these committees, yep. uh, but every year there's a possibility that they could just, I say they, sure. but it would be your House Majority Leader, yep. Yep. and they would make the decision of what committee you're on just uh, by fiat. Yep. I mean, they get elected by everybody to be the leader, and then they yep. tell everybody, hey, this is I'm delegating this responsibility to you. Right. So we go up early December for leadership elections, and uh, it, it's every, every two years we do this, okay. um, so right after the election. And, um, yep, the speaker, uh, after he's elected or she, um, through our caucus, the Republicans, um, they have full authority to do um, whatever they'd like with committees. Um, and they're also in charge of offices um, where we sit on the floor, even down to the parking spots in the garage. Really? Yep. Huh. Interesting. That's good. good knowledge to have. There's a lot of authority to come from there a majority is. leader. There huh? is. That's interesting. Um, so... Since since you've been elected, what's what's one thing or something that's personally been the most challenging thing you've experienced so far? Yeah, um, I I think it's one of the more fulfilling things, but also challenging things um, is um, constituent contact. I, I absolutely love it, um, but. There are times, uh, especially my first year with like unemployment, um, we had a bunch of unemployment fraud in the state um, and uh, folks could not get in to the Department of Labor. They, they couldn't get their phone calls answered. And uh, just to hear the stories that, that come from people, I mean, there are neighbors here here in Newton and, and, and Harvey County. Um, it, it's, it's tough to hear that sometimes, um, but you, you just gotta keep pushing and try to try to get them as much help as they can. And, and that was that was a specific issue with, with unemployment, but there's issues all the time, um, a, a wide variety of them. And so, but it's, it's also great um, when, you can, when you can help them out and, and get, them, get them what they need. Yeah, you're um, getting hundreds of emails a day. Yep. So um, for those listening, if your representative takes the time to respond to you, that's a pretty big deal just in general. Try to get back to to everybody. Like I said earlier, uh, phone calls or phone numbers public. Uh, give me a call, and uh, I'd love to chat. But yep, email. Get back to everybody um, as soon as possible. Very good. Very good. Um, so we explained, or you explained, the challenge, right? Yep. What's what's something that's just been a surreal uh, situation? So what's what's the thing you've enjoyed the most? Yeah, um, <clears throat> getting to see getting to see a lot of things um, that I don't think I I would have. Um, before um, get a tour nuclear plants and, and go see the prisons around the state and um, I, I like to take advantage of those opportunities every chance I get um, because when 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 this is done you know those invitations uh, stop but uh, I, I think that not not only do they help when you come back and deal with constituents and uh, it gives you a breadth of knowledge of what's going on around the state but uh, it just helps you in Topeka when you're deciding how to vote on issues and, uh, and, and debating legislation. So yeah, I, that, that has kind of been one of the bigger, the bigger deals that I've, I've enjoyed in Topeka is getting around and seeing everything around the state. Yeah. I think that would be a really exciting opportunity. Yeah. It's definitely put some, you know, it's interesting that you said that because, um, I think a common misconception that a lot of people have is that, um, like you're supposed to be the know-it-all. 
Yeah, right. right? You're supposed to have all the answers. Um, uh, another thing I think is interesting is, uh, well, why can't you do something about this? Uh, I come to you with some problem that I have, and I'm asking you why you can't do something. Mm-hmm. And then when you have to explain the bureaucracy of government like you've done, and uh, it's not so easy on the communication point right. uh, sometimes. And um, so it's, to me, very comforting that you're somebody that would um, definitely want to go and be there in those places so you can learn as much as you can, yep. you know, because you can't be a know-it-all, can you? You can't, you can't. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, if you ever had to just say, I don't know, and yep. that's just not accepting, somebody not accept that? Right, well, and, and there's 25, 27 some committees, um, and like I said, I sit on four of them, and so uh, you can't know what's going on everywhere. Um, if, if there's legislation going on in another committee, um, you, you may hear about it, but you're really not going to talk about it until it hits the house floor and then you're voting on. Um, so yeah, it's, there's a lot of legislation that goes by that, um, you don't necessarily get to see, um, until it's in front of you. Um, we don't have a bunch of staff up in, up in Topeka personally. And, uh, so yeah, every bill that comes up, you can't follow. And so, yeah, it's tough to be a know-it-all. Yeah. And then um, something I've heard a lot of representatives that I've talked to over time, um, and just you could maybe affirm this or not, yeah. but that when you step foot in Topeka day one, it's a rat race until oh, yeah. session is over. Yep. I mean, there is there. It's like trying to do five years worth of work in six months. Yeah, um, and technically we're up there for ninety days as the legislative session, and so uh, it goes it goes quick. Um, yeah, you, you cram a lot into into those 90 days. Uh, we we don't start the budget committees until um, three weeks in. Um, you, you've got to prepare it, and uh, and so that even gives you less time. And so yeah, it's like you said, it's a rat race. Yeah, yeah. and uh, just going in a little bit more on that. I know when I was looking at the prospect of what that job entails, it's very difficult, especially when you think about family dynamics, Mm -hmm. you think about it and you really come to the understanding that the people that are doing that are serving, they're serving. And I think that's lost on a lot of people. Um, But, you know, when you go up there and you're in the rat race and you're there for 90 days, then you still have to come back here and have a life. Right. So that complicates what Avery could do in his career. Yep. Right. You know, uh, and, and you really are because it's not a great paying job. I mean, no. I don't, for anybody that thinks that you're going to go buy a nice car yep. on a, on a representative's wage, it's probably not going to happen. Yep. $88 you know? a day, $88 a day. Yep. Just think about that. It's unbelievable. And many times, and I'm not going to even get you into this, but yeah, I've, I've thought about maybe the possibility of them, hopefully at some point in time, choosing to, to compensate some of our representatives a little more because I think, um, this is my opinion, yeah. that in states that have full-time legislatures that they can s- be somewhat more productive because there's yeah. more time. It's yeah. a professional legislature. Yeah, the conversation comes up every year, um, but it's it's tough to move. Uh, the, the deal is the legislature is the one that would have to, to vote for a pay increase, and um, it's it's always a difficult conversation and it just hasn't happened. Uh, I think it, since the mid eighties, uh, they've been paying $88 a day. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Well, thank you, Avery. Yeah. And, uh, as always, 
whoever our guest is, we just give them an open mic to say whatever you would like to say to everybody listening. Yeah. Speak directly to the hearts and minds of Harvey County. What do you got? Well, I think the timing is, is perfect for this um, because I, I'd just like to say to, to Newton, Whitewater, City of Sedgwick, and, and the rest of Harvey County that I represent, um, thank you for putting me in for another two years. Uh, I, I enjoyed the first two and um, tried to work every day for the constituents of of the 72nd district and hope to do that for another two years and uh, talk to as many folks as possible but uh, really appreciate um, everybody's faith in me to to lead the 72nd district all right no pressure yeah, that's no right. pressure thank you avery well there you have it folks and thanks for listening to this episode of harvey county talk good day good night or good riddance either way we hope to catch you next time tune in or tune out